If you're a veteran or military spouse of an early stage startup or small business and feel like you're making it up as you go, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Transition, where we demystify the entrepreneur experience for veterans and military spouses who've already made or looking to make the transition from the military into entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the voice of the bunker. I'm a Marine Corps veteran, social entrepreneur, and member of the Bunker Labs branding team. For first-time founders, it's easy to fall in love with your idea and build a company that places you as the hero of the story. Jim Collins, renowned business author and famous for his books Good to Great and Built to Last, believes that in order to build an enduring company, you have to be willing to do the hard work of building a company that doesn't solely rely on you. Additionally, you can't just fall in love with your idea. You need to fall in love with the process of coming up with multiple ones. Collins refers to this concept as clock building, which I discuss on today's show. Before we jump in, be sure to subscribe to the Transition Newsletter at the link in the show notes. If there's a topic you'd like me to cover on either the show or in the newsletter, reach out to me at mike.stedman at bunkerlabs.org or message me directly on LinkedIn at Iron Mike Stedman. Additionally, I'd really appreciate if you check out my first book, Black Veteran Entrepreneur, Validate Your Business Model, Build Your Brand, and Step Into Greatness, available on Amazon at the link in the show notes as well. This episode of The Transition is brought to you by MetLife Foundation and their commitment to supporting veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs. In addition, MetLife Foundation also provides mentorship and financial health resources to veterans and military spouses transitioning into the workforce. As always, I hope you enjoyed today's show and that accelerates you on your own entrepreneurial journey. What's going on, Bunker? Today, I want to talk to you about a concept called clock building that I learned from Jim Collins in his book, Built to Last. In it, he states this. Leading as a charismatic visionary, a genius with a thousand helpers, is time-telling. Shaping a culture that can thrive far beyond any single leader is clock building. Searching for a single great idea on which to build success is time-telling. Building an organization that can generate many great ideas over a long period of time is clock building. Enduring greatness requires clock building. The reason this is at the forefront of my mind is I've been talking to a lot of veteran entrepreneurs and military spouses out there that have done two things. Number one, they've fallen in love with their idea before they validate the business model. And number two, they believe that they're the hero of their own story when it comes to their business. And Donald Miller talks about this in his book, Story Brand, that as business owners, we're not the heroes. We're what you call the guide. We're, we're the Obi-Wan Kenobis to the Luke Skywalkers or the Yodas, right? Our customers are coming to us to solve a problem and we need to guide them on how to do it, whether it's through our process, our products and services, et cetera. Now, this might be contrary to what you're hearing because right now we're in this personal brand age where everybody wants to take pictures of themselves, quoting themselves, or hanging out at their coffee shop, et cetera. And then also you're hearing these stories of these relentless entrepreneurs that didn't take no for an answer and they just kept pushing and then boom, they manifested their own, their destiny, right? Now, two things can be true at once, right? They can have, you know, persevered and succeeded against the odds. But what you're missing is that a lot of these successful entrepreneurs, they got bodies buried. 
i.e. the ventures that they launched over the years that weren't successful. See, when Jim Collins is talking about clock building, what he's really talking about is mastering the craft of being an entrepreneur. See, as an entrepreneur, we look for multiple ideas. We learn how to read the market and validate them. And, you know, we learn how to build teams and grow our businesses, et cetera, right? We might have this idea that we want to take to the market, but we're not beholden it to it because it needs to fit the right go and no-go criteria. And the only way you're actually going to learn what a good idea is, is the more you're in the arena. You know, a lot of first-time founders, right, because we get so caught up in what we're reading online and listening to the podcast, we think this idea is the one. This is the one that's going to let me and my family build generational wealth. Instead of saying, you know what, I need to build up my skill set. You know, I need to pack my toolkit with all these different frameworks and my social network, et cetera, that once I do have that one winning idea, right, the one that's going to rule them all, I'm actually prepared for success. And see, what we don't really talk enough about is like, you know, some of y'all aren't actually prepared for success yet. Doesn't mean you won't be in the future, but you've got to learn the foundation of what it means to build a, a business from the ground up. Because I know a lot of y'all out there are bootstrapping. That's one of the reasons I'm so bullish on understanding the five stages of small business growth so you know what the road ahead looks like. And additionally, understanding how to read those market opportunities out there. I'll give you an example. I just recorded a, a TV series with a group of veteran entrepreneurs. And I believe one of them is called United Aircraft Technologies. I could be wrong. But essentially what they do is they built a company around helping aircraft fix their electrical wiring issues. So making sure that that's at the forefront of the design process, right? Getting contracts to make sure that they can maintain the wiring. Because a lot of times when these aircraft go down, uh, more often than not, there is a wiring issue associated with it. And so the founder of the company, the co-founder, was in the military, right? He worked on electronics in the military, the wiring, and was able to eventually you know, come up with a business model and take it to market. So when I talk about reading the wave that's going on, they're getting a lot of demand for a couple of things. Cybersecurity, right? You've got space, right? So you've got all these, you know, aircraft that, are, that need to be able to fly around in space. People are getting contracts, et cetera. They're all going to need robust wiring. The other thing is we've had quite a few aircraft go down over the last few years. Aviation is notoriously dangerous, right? And so we've got to come up with better preventative ways to, to stop this stuff from happening. So when you look at all that out there, it's almost like you can kind of see the wave of opportunity. So you're not having to swim as much upstream, right? You're more just kind of catching the waves. And one of the things that they talked about is, yes, they're still having to articulate to people why wiring is such a crucial issue and why they need to address it head on because a lot of, it's what you call a non-obvious insight. Most of these procurement officers and et cetera, that's not necessarily at the forefront of their mind yet. However, right, again, people can still see that wave out there, right? And there's a lot of money flowing that they were able to kind of tap into. When you first start out, it's hard to really read, read the waves because you just don't have enough experience yet, right? Like you're super naive. I often talk about my experience with on-site boxing, teaching classes in the New York City metro area. It was fighting tooth and nail to get customers. It just it wasn't easy, you know? And I thought I was reading the wave because I kept seeing all this corporate wellness pop up and people told me 
that my business model was a good good idea. But like I've said before, I felt like I was having to look under the table for money versus when I started Ironbound Media doing podcasts. You know, this was right in the midst of the pandemic. Everyone stuck at home. Right. There was just a strong demand that I could see. And at first it was hard for me to articulate it to other people because I was kind of just going off of instinct. But that was the instinct I had built up from the first few years of being an entrepreneur. And I know we got a lot of transitioning veterans that are listening to this podcast. And when I say transitioning, whether you're transitioning out of the military or you're trying to transition from corporate America or your other job into pursuing entrepreneurship, you've got to get some reps in, right? And that's why I'm a big fan of just starting with something. You can start small, okay? You don't necessarily have to launch your your million-dollar idea right out the gate. Maybe you start by selling a simple product, you know? Maybe you write an ebook or something and you want to practice your sales game. You know, you want to make a landing page and build your website out and just start to, you know, get those reps in. Rob Wallen, author of Start Small, Stay Small, who I'm hoping to get back on this platform to talk about the SaaS playbook that he wrote, stresses what's called the stair-step approach to bootstrapping. So you come up with like a low-hanging fruit product that I mentioned before, like an ebook, maybe you make a homemade candle or something. Just something that you can take to market, throw up a landing page, and drive sales with. And then you do that, and then you level up to another offering, right? So maybe you come up with a, a, a SaaS product or a website builder or something that you can come up with, you know, to just kind of test the market. And then you step it up until, okay, now I want to build something that's going to allow me to, you know, transition away from my full-time job and focus on permanently. But it's phases in this, okay? So I want you to get the reps in, and that's the craft. That's clock building. The second thing he talks about is clock building as it relates to building a sustainable organization. I'm going to take off my armor, okay? One of the challenges I have with Ironbound Boxing is that everyone associates it with me, okay? Because when I was getting out of the military and I said I want to do this free gym, I didn't really have much to lean on. Sure, I went to the Naval Academy, which helped, right? And I did have this boxing background, but in Newark, New Jersey, it didn't really matter to a lot of people, right? But what I did know was I could just freaking work it, you know? I was resolute about it. I had a story, and I wasn't taking no for an answer. So I willed what we have now into just pure existence, and a lot of it relied on me. It relied on me, you know, doing the shaking hands and kissing babies, talking to foundations, posting on social media developing my newsletter, talking to my classmates, et cetera, et cetera. But I am potentially a bottleneck growing the organization because so much of it is still relying on me, right? And so because of that experience, and again, I'm giving myself grace because you don't know what you don't know. This was my first venture. Now I understand the importance of deciding from the very beginning, do you want to make something that is a lifestyle business that's going to rely on you your knowledge, your expertise, and you doing the work? Or do you want to build something that can endure with or without you, right? And if that's the case, then you got to kind of take a little bit of a different approach. And I'm not saying one is the right way or the other, because even though I talked about this experience with Ironbound Boxing, everything I'm doing here on this platform with Ironbound Media, you know, and even my coaching business, I understand a lot of that still relies on me. But I'm accepting the fact that, like, I don't want to grow and manage a large team. That's just not my zone of genius, not for this season of my life. 
right? I want to travel. I like working out. I like hanging out with my girlfriend, right? These are things that are important to me, less about being in the day-to-day of trying to grow a business just for the sake of growth, okay? But if you are one of those people that say, hey, I want to build an organization, I can hire my friend, I can hire people in my local community, you know, I want to scale it up. What I often tell people is this, okay? When people say working on your business, not in your business, this is what they're talking about. And out the very gate, when you start identifying what's your core purpose, what is your why, you have to draw a line and separate yourself from the business. Because a lot of you out there, if I ask you what's your why, you're going to say, oh, you want to you know, build generational wealth for you and your family. Or you, know, you want to build a business that allows you to fund your lifestyle, et cetera. That's all fine and dandy. But the problem is when you think like that and you articulate it like that, that's not going to motivate that vendor or that team member to get out of bed at the 11th hour and open your dog shop or edit that podcast, et cetera, right? You have to invite them into the story and you need to create a core purpose that's bigger than you, that it encompasses the team and where you're trying to head. And then as you start to focus on the task of building your business, it goes back to what I talked about on the last episode, not just coming up with your own personal schedule, but what's the schedule look like for the company? How is it spending Monday through Friday? What are its priorities? It's almost as if it has its own kind of separate personality. You know, you have your own personal goals like me. I love I want to write another book. But like, what's the goals of the company? What's the revenue number that it wants to hit? And so what you've got to do is you got to identify, hey, what are the foundational things I need to be working on to ensure that I'm not just focusing on my own personal stuff, but that I'm focusing on this company that can survive and thrive with or without me, okay? And this is what comes with being a clock builder, right? So what does this mean for you specifically? A couple things, right? I want you to let go of the fact that your idea is the one, right? I want you to be open to this, that, hey, there might be multiple ideas in your toolkit. You just need to set up your own personal go and no-go criteria before deciding to move forward with an idea. So if you can't validate the business model within three to six months, maybe you need to explore a new idea altogether. Maybe you need to explore the target market you're going after. I know a lot of us want to help support other veterans right? That's our tribe. That's the community we come from. And we can also all agree that does the world really need any more uh, BSOs targeting the military transition? Now, one end of the spectrum, we can say we still haven't solved this issue. But on the other end of the spectrum, you can also say, look, the federal government with all their money and insight is still struggling getting this right. And so you might have this great business model, this great proprietary technology that you built out to solve the veteran hiring crisis. But ask yourself, what other industries could you potentially go after? You know, what other sectors are having a a shortage of talent? And you look at this product or service and you say, man, this works really good with veterans. But I wonder what happened if I test the waters over here. And then you know what you do? You fire bullets, then cannonballs. See if you can get a paying customer. See where the demand is. And then you decide what? Do you want to pivot away from this initial audience that you thought was the one, and now you're okay with going after this audience over here because it's not just about your idea, right? 
It's about the vision you have for serving people, making the world better, going back to your core purpose and being comfortable, you know, massaging it, even though it doesn't fit your initial target audience. That's what I'm talking about in terms of being that craft of an entrepreneur. So that's what you want to do. You just set up a framework for, hey, should I move with this or not? And an easy start is a five stage of small business growth. And when you start talking about that validation phase, it's like a lot of us are getting older. You know, people have wives, they have kids. You know, some of you have been working in the workforce for a while now, right? So you don't really want to kind of waste your time. So just think about like, what does winning look like for you? Maybe you don't want to do it full time. Maybe you just want to earn some excess income for yourself that allows you to travel a little bit more throughout the year or contribute to your chill, your children's college fund, right? That's on you to determine that criteria. And when it comes to your culture, just start writing out your vision, right? I'm a big proponent of Google, Doc, Google Docs these days. Just open up a Google Doc and start with your why, that core purpose, that why do you exist, okay? But remember, don't just make it about you, the individual. I want you to hit the I believe button and write about your company. Why does your company exist? What is the change that you hope to bring into the world? And then together through this platform and the bunker, our goal is to help you accomplish it. So I hope this is a way of changing your thinking, better yet, challenging your thinking as you all attempt to bring your business ideas to life. And I'm going to try to do a little bit more, like I said, of stepping outside of my comfort zone, doing these solo episodes and sharing, you know, from a personal perspective, some of these deep knowledge and expertise I've developed over the last few years, a lot, largely thanks to this platform and the work I do outside of it. So before I let you go, I do have a quick ask. I would love for you all to leave us a review for the transition on iTunes. I haven't done the best job of asking for reviews, but I think this is a powerful platform. I want to get it out there to more members of our community, and I could really use your help amplifying it by just taking some time to like write me a review, write me a review, let me know what you think. Additionally, if there's a topic you want me to cover on the show or on office hours, shoot me an email at mike.stebman at markerlabs.org or message me directly on LinkedIn at Iron Mike Stebman. I love, love, love hearing from y'all on social media. It warms my heart. I know a lot of times people think in this internet world, people are so far away, but we're not. I'm one of you. I'm in the fight just like the rest of you, right? I got my challenges from a business perspective, from a personal perspective, and my team and I are here to support. So we would love to hear from you. So shoot me a line. Yeah, I would love, you know what? If there's a topic you want me to cover, just message me directly on LinkedIn and I'm gonna cover it here on the next few episodes. And if you don't hear back from me, hold me to it. So I appreciate y'all. Remember, focus on clock building. Until next time, peace, love. Have a great rest of your week.